The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. You're going to learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. Well, I know you've heard about it. You've probably even talked about it, tweeted about it, maybe even blogged about it. But yep, Neiman Marcus is coming to Target. I know I'm a little late to the news, guys, but this is only a weekly show. Um, You know, it's been everywhere, totally everywhere, and and there's been a lot of debate on what it's going to do for the Target brand and for the Neiman Marcus brand. Some of us know Neiman Marcus as Neiman Markup. I know it's just a very cliched way to address the high-end retailer. But there is some concern that by combining forces with Target, especially over the busy holiday season, it could really injure Neiman Marcus's brand. Now, for those of you who've been living under a rock, here's the deal. There'll be a limited collection from 24 American designers this holiday season. Yep, with Target. We're talking Diane von Furstenberg, Derek Lamb, Tori Birch, among others. Um, and the prices aren't necessarily cheap. They're going to be from seven ninety nine to almost five hundred, with an average of sixty bucks. So yeah, sixty bucks isn't bad when we're talking designer duds. Now this is stationary to sporting goods as well. So it's kind of all over the map. I think when we think about it, we think normally clothing when we talk about these designers, but there'll be other things related to it. Um, and the whole idea, of course, is that. Um, Neiman Marcus really is focused on very high-end consumer, and by making these um, offerings more available to, say, a mass audience, that it can reach, you know, a younger, less affluent um, customer. But, of course, then the question is, does it erode the luxury chains, kind of that aura of exclusivity, if you will? Now, we know other designers have done stuff similarly, like with H&M. We've got Carl Lagerfeld and Stella McCartney who've done that, and I don't think they're hurting. Um, the new collection will debut December 1st and run for three weeks. So you can check it out in-store and on websites. Now, I did turn to another expert to get her point of view. Many of you who listen regularly know that I'm a big fan of Pam, Pam Danziger's at Unity marketing and she is all about following the luxury brands and she put out a thought piece on the impact of this and the net net is while she says quote unquote I applaud Neiman Marcus for trying to shake up consumer expectations she is worried about damaging the brand beyond repair 
And she really points, I think, to one thing. When you go into store, it's all about the entire shopping experience, the store environment, as well as the product selection and quality. It's a very different experience than Target. While I will say Target is definitely a step up over Walmart or most Walmarts, it's not Neiman Marcus. It doesn't pretend to be. And then her question is, will this damage the designers themselves? She said many, many designers have successfully bridged the gap between luxury fashion and discount retail. She does point a little bit to H&M. However, um, she's thinking this might confuse the consumer. So it could be interesting. Um, You know, the question is, um, you know, everybody does love a bargain. And, yep, this is definitely going to be a bargain at 60 bucks bucks a pop on average, but it may reinforce, according to Pam, that Neiman Marcus has always been overpriced. And yep, they do kind of buy into that derogatory nickname, and that would be a bad thing. Her point of view is create partnerships based on shared brand values so that partner brands complement and not compete. Um, you know, check out her book, Putting the Looks Back in Luxury, or the Lux Back in Luxury. Might want to check that out if you want to get a little bit more insight into luxury brand and luxury brand partnerships. Well, our purse profile today is the Kate Spade shopper, and she's all about shopping upscale. This is the 35-year-old mom of three married, household income of about 60K. There's more than a half a million of these women out out there. Um, They're employed part-time, although a third of them are homemakers full-time, and yes, they are parents. They're very fashion-aware. Fashion magazines help determine the kind of clothes that they buy. They like to keep up with the latest fashions. Um, They feel like that their, their whole look expresses their personality. They experience, they seek experiences, they like to take risks, they like to switch things up for the pure change of it all, and they love to indulge those kids. So at retail, they're shopping at Nordstrom's, um, not Neiman Marcus, according to my research, but Nordstrom's, Pottery Barn, Victoria's Secret, Crate and Barrel, things like that. Um, They're driving, uh, you know, kind of middle of the road, not luxury cars like Volkswagen and Toyota. Oda and Chrysler. And when they're purchasing designer duds, they're looking at Kate Spade. That's why they're called the Kate Spade Shoppers, um, Calvin Klein, among others. Uh, so where can you intersect with a, uh, magazines or one of her favorite things to consume? Parenting, Cosmo, Vanity Fair, People, Good Housekeeping, Marie Claire, Better Homes and Gardens, among the top ones. She's watching Bravo and E! and HBO and HGTV. And she's online a lot, doing a lot of searching and a lot of connecting. Well, joining me today is a woman who knows a lot about other women and a lot about what's happening out there. Jessica Gottlieb has been named one of the top 14 power moms to follow on Twitter by Forbes magazine. Nielsen has called her a power mom, not once, but twice. Babel has named her one of the top 50 mom bloggers two years in a row, and she has broken more than a million page views. That was way back in December. I'm sure she's well beyond that today and you may have checked her out when she appeared on dr phil wendy williams fox and friends cnn and other national broadcast outlets she's based in la and she's here today we're going to be talking about power the power of blogging and reaching those communities when we return in just a moment okay time for something we can all relate to shopping Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. 
Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? Searchmetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with Searchmetrics.com. That's Searchmetrics.com. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOTool risk-free today. Go to MySEOTool.com. MySEOTool.com. You have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm Because not everyone's last name is Gates. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Welcome back. Joining me today is Jessica Gottlieb, an L.A.-based blogger. And Jessica, my gosh, you've had a ton of accolades Forbes has named you one of their top 14 power moms to follow on Twitter. Nielsen's called you a power mom. Babel says you're one of the top 50 mom bloggers out there. Not once, but twice. You've been on Dr. Phil, Wendy Williams, numerous cable and network news shows. The Daily Show, which for me is huge. My favorite, absolute Mm -hmm. favorite. Um, It's very, very impressive. That's quite a list of accomplishments. Thank you. You know, if you hang out long enough, people invite you places. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I think it has to do with uh, more with what you're doing and less about hanging out. You, you broke a million page views back in December. I'm curious, you know, what is the secret of your success? And not every blogger out there can say that. Uh, well, that's true. Um, most bloggers quit pretty quickly. And so I think that, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that I do differently than most. But I, I think the, the biggest one is that I, I haven't quit. And uh, and it's uh, boring, and and there's drudgery involved, and the the trap that folks fall into when they work for themselves, and I've worked for myself for 13 years, so I can speak to this with authority, is that your boss sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's horrible. It's alienating. It's boring. You're doing the same thing over and over again. You may or may not have an assistant. Um, but the the difference between failure and success is just to continue doing it on those really terrible days that you don't feel like it. 
Yeah, really sticking with it. Well, I know that a lot of people think blogging is going to be one thing and it ends up being another. It ends up being at points. I'm sure that drudgery that you were talking about. But I think people are attracted to it for numerous reasons. Being your own boss at first probably looks great. Having flexibility in your schedule or maybe even the intent to make some money or even, you know, ultimately some fame that could come come with it. I'm, I mean, not all of those are givens for sure. Probably not even more than one of them is a given. What led you to blogging originally? Um, I had come from being an e-tailer. And so with the recession, I was unable to sell products. And I had gone from selling very, very high-end products to um, buying Gaylords of socks and selling them off piecemeal. So um, it, it was time for me to transition. And I thought that I had the technical skills to build websites and I knew how to sort of bring people to me, so I thought I'd sell them on my ideas and figure out a way to get some advertising dollars in there. And that's really how it began. And you've very successfully done that. You have, like I said, lots of people following you. And I'm assuming that the majority of those people who follow you are women. Am I right? You're not. I'm not. Um, no. I, I know. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm very close to 50-50. In my audience. Wow. Why, um, why do you, what do you, so your, your content appeals to men and women, obviously. It, it does. And some of my content really, really appeals to women. And many men uh, are interested in content that really, really appeals to women that isn't necessarily feminine. And, and I know that, you know, a lot of, I, I know from, from the analytics that I use that my audience has been as close as 50-50 and has gone over to like 70-30 before. But I'm much closer to 50-50 than people would believe. And um, the feedback I get from a lot of men is that they're entertained by it and it helps them understand what's happening in their world a bit. Because I know my husband looks at me half the time with just a confused look on his face. Like, what are you and our daughter doing together? (laughs) So your readership's getting a little inside baseball, so to speak, when, they, when they're following what you have to say. That makes sense, I think. Do you write for your readers, or do you just write what you want and the readers then come? Um, a little bit of both. I write what I think that I would want to read. And, and I think that my readers are very much like I am, and I trust them to be smart. So I do what I can to sort of entertain them without pandering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get that. I mean, you, in order to blog, you, you need to be passionate about what you're blogging about, and it can't just serve up what you think people want to hear all the time. Um, we're going to take a quick break just to adjust some technical issues. And when we come back, I do want to talk about what's happened since you began your blogging profession back in 2007. It feels like forever it goes. So more from Jessica Gottlieb when we return in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media. 
helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? Searchmetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with Searchmetrics.com. That's Searchmetrics.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And I'm back with Jessica Gottlieb, a power blogger based in Los Angeles. And we've been talking a little bit about how she has demonstrated lots of success since she began blogging back in 2007. It's broken more than a million page views, has been on basically ever every possible list in America when it comes to um, mom bloggers. And Jessica, I am curious, what's changed about the blogging profession since you began blogging, and where do you think it's going? Oh, wow. I um, It's changed so dramatically. I can't even... I could talk for hours on that. When I first started blogging, first of all, uh, people were offended if you asked to be paid because it was supposed to be this altruistic sort of sharing of information and you were supposed to sit and write and work and, and not ask for anything in return, which just baffled me. I, I, I didn't understand it and I, I pushed back a lot and probably pushed quite a few people away, but I, I, it's not a hobby for me and it didn't start out as a hobby for me, so I think I came to it from a different lens. But um, I started writing for some green websites, and there used to be this tremendous interest in finding these niche communities, and, and CPM is how bloggers get paid. The advertising dollars is you get an X number of dollars per 1,000 impressions. The CPM on green websites was obscenely high. And then um, by the time I stopped writing for them and started writing for myself, 
that had come down really significantly. And so all this sort of sustainable writing had gone very mainstream, which for me felt like my first success was that I wasn't strange in thinking about my consumption and that it wasn't odd for me as a parent to say, yeah, you know, I really only want my kids to have organic milk and meat, you know, if you can swing it. And um, so I've watched things come mainstream in the years that I've been blogging, and that's very exciting. Um, There's a lot of sort of rules that bloggers like to set up. And I remember in the beginning when Google AdSense started being something that bloggers could add to their sites, people were like, oh, I'm not going to read that site because it has ads in the sidebar. And there was a lot of pushback that way. Um, But now blogging is seen as a very legitimate profession. Bloggers are being given press credentials left and right. I remember my first press credential. I thought I was going to die. I called my mother. I was like, I'm I'm media. (laughs) Um, which is not something I'd ever planned on being. And also, if you think I'm a journalist, you're in trouble. I'm really not. (laughs) I'm not balanced. I'm not fair. I don't fact check. I don't do anything. I write about my dog. You know, it's like, um, but but it's become part of the vernacular, and and blogging's gone very mainstream. And it's, it's very interesting to see where it's going. I'm putting all of my money in in mobile. So I, I definitely feel like if I can't reach people on their mobile devices, I won't be able to reach them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't think you're alone in that thought. I mean, I work in the advertising and public relations industry, and, and for sure mobile is the future, we feel like. I mean, we're all carrying around these things that we interact with almost every moment of our lives, and it makes total sense that that is where we would engage um, for many, many things, and and also with with people like you, with bloggers, to get our information. You're right in the fact that it has changed dramatically. I know companies have been trying to get a piece of the blog action for several years now, and clearly they they keep approaching you, Jessica. I, I saw on your site that you say, you do very little with earned media, and it's become, you know, it really has to be out of the ordinary, it sounds like. So I'm curious, what advice do you have for companies when it comes to engaging you specifically? What do you look for? Oh, I, boy, I'm, I'm tough. It, it has to be a really natural fit. Um, I don't feed my kids food that's not organic, so that gets rid of probably half of the people who are really targeting the mom bloggers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's tricky. It's painful for me to say no to Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. I love twice a year when I have a soda. I love nothing more than to have a Coca-Cola. But I can't take advertising dollars from them, and I can't work on a campaign with them because I don't think that there's something that needs to be pushed out there. Um, you know, so it's it's a real challenge. I, I, I work beautifully with some of the Procter & Gamble brands because they are just part of my life, and it's, it's a natural thing. I have no greater joy during baseball season than looking at my son and knowing that his uniform is cleaner than the other kids. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if he can throw a ball. I, like, I know nothing else. I am that shallow. So, you know, like, <laughs> I've worked with them periodically because I, I've written about it. Um, I do a lot of travel writing. So whenever I'm going places, if there's something that fits in a story nicely, 
that works well. Um, charities that are close to Los Angeles, I'm willing to look at. Until very recently, I worked with the UN, and I'm a refugees kid, and I worked with their refugee program, and that spoke to my heart. But um, I've decided that for the next year or so that my charitable dollars and my charitable work really needs to be in and around Los Angeles where there's a huge amount of need. Mm-hmm. Um, so so it's, it, it really does have to speak to me. The other thing is is that I'm, I'm liberated from these brand partnerships that bloggers need. And, and, and most bloggers, myself included, until very recently, the, the way that you support yourself is by doing these partnerships with brands. I've finally hit a number of page views where I can be ad supported. And so I don't have to have the integrations. And I, I'm still happy to have them, but, but they need to be special and they need to be right. Yeah, you can be a little bit choosier, it sounds like, as a result of that. And you, not that you weren't choosy before. It certainly sounds like you were. But, but now, uh, probably more than ever, you have the ability to pick and choose those partnerships. You mentioned that you've really enjoyed working with P&G. Can you, can you talk a little bit about a partnership specifically that worked well for you and the brand? Um, okay, well, here's one. It's not P&G, but Fiat. Um, when Fiat launched, or relaunched, I should say, in North America with those cute little cars that look like gumdrops. Oh, yes, love them. Yeah. <laughs> so the, <laughs> I love them, too. And this is the closest thing that I do to journalism, by the way, is I do car drives. Um, they gave me the Fiat for a week, and it was the Gucci Fiat, which wasn't yet for sale oh. in the States. And I have to tell you, I drove that thing around town, and just, you know, kind of was going to just do a regular little car review. But I had to go shopping. And I parked on Rodeo Drive, somewhat near Gucci. Uh, that car is in at least 200 Facebook photos. People were lining up. And cause some tourists said to me, oh, my God, do you mind if I take a picture of your car? I was like, oh, it's not even my car. Don't worry. Take, <laughs> sit in it. Take pictures. Do whatever you want. Because the car was still empty. They were standing in it through the sunroof. People were hanging off of the car. It was the best use of that car for a week that a manufacturer, I think, has had that I know of. Wow. Well, clearly, I mean, I think you you kind of stumbled into that, but it makes total sense. It's not even available. You're near Gucci. You're you're probably... in like-minded territory, right, of, of people who love designers. so they, Those they were, were my people. They were your people, <laughs> at least for that week, right? They <laughs> were. And then actually last week I was driving a Kia Rio, which is a subcompact. It's not much bigger than the Fiat. And I had to go to Barney's to pick some stuff up. Can I tell you, the valet there gives you zero respect when you pull up in a $17,000 car. <laughs> <laughs> so you had quite the opposite. <laughs> I did, but I loved that little car, and I took videos of that one with it. Um, putting in, I had a four-and-a-half-foot grill I was able to fit into it. Oh, wow. It was amazing. So those are the, the car partnerships and the travel partnerships are really, really the sweet spot for me right now because yeah. it's I- stuff I love. Yeah, well, clearly, you're passionate about it. And it sounds like, too, that you're able to drive for the brand 
really meaningful engagement with the brand. I mean, 200 Facebook posts of a car that's not even available out in the States yet by people who are so enthusiastic about it. I mean, that's, that's, you can't even put a price on that for a brand. I mean, that, they had to be thrilled with that. They had to be. Oh, I can tell you what the price was. Zero. I get paid nothing when I take these cars. <laughs> Yeah, you have the fun of it, right? It's just the fun of it. And what it does is, and that's why I say this is the closest thing I do to journalism is these car drives, is um, it it drives tremendous traffic to my site, you know, to have the the search terms from each of the car brands. Absolutely. I am curious what your thoughts are about companies who don't engage bloggers. Forget whether they engage you or not, but Mm -hmm. they don't engage bloggers as part of their marketing mix. Do you think that's a huge miss? Um, no, I, I don't. I, I, bloggers are tough, and, and I think that they, if, you, if you're going to approach bloggers like on the cheap, you're probably best to not approach them because bloggers, were not professionals. Um, there's no sort of standards. There's nothing. You don't know what they're going to do. There's, there's, you have zero control, basically. Um, and so I think unless you have like some position that's like a blogger wrangler, um, that, that it's fair to just go, yeah, you know what, we don't have the bandwidth for this. And if your product isn't a product that needs it at the moment, be it because you're just in a small community, you know, like, you know, like I, I think of like the boutique shops in LA. And everybody's like, oh, you know, we've got to get Facebook fans. We've got to do this. We've got to do the other. And it's like, no, they're not. You're, if you're a shoe store with three stores in Los Angeles, you don't need that. You need a PTA mom that sends her girlfriends. You don't need people from Iowa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's fair for some people to just go, yeah, you know what, this isn't for us. Mm-hmm. However, you still have to be listening to what people say about you. Yes, because it's, it's happening out there. You need to be yes. listening. I agree. Yep. We're going to switch. Oh, I hear a little doggy in the background. You hear Junior. Junior's featured heavily on my blog. I I did see a photo of Junior, yes, when I was – Junior had had a little fit-up problem. In the, yeah, yeah, <laughs> there's yeah, that. Poor Junior. Uh, well, we're happy to have Junior on the show too. Um, I'm going to switch gears just really quickly. You had mentioned before the break um, that you really have a heart for refugee issues. You had you had mentioned that you had participated with the the UN, and I know that you have a relationship with the International Rescue Committee right now, the IRC. Talk a little bit about that, if you would. Uh, well, I think that. I know that because of the size of my audience that I'm beholden to do something good, you know, and I have a dad who came to the States with nothing um, and not even particularly speaking the language very well. And so we always had a soft spot for Salvation Army who had given him, you know, his winter clothes and blankets and stuff when they moved to New York. Um, And when the UN approached me, I was very, very happy to help. And, and there, there was an issue with, you know, refugees, particularly around Africa. And I think that that's run its course for me and for what my voice can do for them. And, and I'm looking at the IRC right now. We're going to find out some good ways to partner. But what they do is when folks are here, these are U.S. citizens that are here and they're refugees, there's a period of time where they're, they need settlement. 
and and this can come in many different forms depending you know on their ages some people are terribly traumatized um kids may just need to learn the language they may need to learn customs uh how to buy i couldn't walk into a grocery store in korea and put together a meal and so it's unreasonable to expect that somebody from russia could come to an american grocery store and put together a meal and so that's why i'm looking to kind of concentrate my efforts on um, you know, raising some awareness with them and, and doing some work with them. Mm-hmm. So clearly that's a very exciting thing that's on the horizon for you. And you've already mentioned the fact that that you're in an enviable position to be able to be picky about your partnerships. But I am curious, what what are you seeing on the horizon for, for you personally, for your blog, for your business? Oh, you know... I mean, <laughs> Every week, I'm like, I, I guess I'm going to quit now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been five years. I don't know. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, enough. Um, I think I see myself doing more video. Um, I don't I, I you, You've got to commend me. You've got to know it just takes chutzpah to be 42 and say I'm going to put my face on video more. <laughs> but, but I definitely see myself um, doing more video, more mobile, um, I'm always trying to have better content. I'm slowly launching a style section, and part of me is delighted that people are embracing it so much, and part of me is like a little sad that they haven't embraced some of the more heady things that I've done. Yeah. But, um, you know, I love shopping. I love clothes. So I'm trying to share some of what I'm finding there. Well, we certainly will be watching, as will, you know, millions of other people. Jessica, thank you so much for taking time to join me today to share a little bit about the power of blogging and and your point of view on all of that. And for people who are listening, if you haven't checked it out, you need to, jessicagottlieb.com. Jessica, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thrilled to have you. And thanks to George, my producer, for another another great show. And join me right here for another edition of Purse Strings the next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm.